0: Hello and welcome to This Contains Garlic. You are here with your hosts, Georgia Garlic and
1: Mark Garlic,
0: and we are back for episode nine. I think in episode seven we said we'd get a jingle. We still haven't. No, we, um, haven't. we haven't been too consistent with the jingle. Um, Jingle's we quite about? hard
1: to, to uh, get because what do you go with? Do you go with like elevator music? Do you go with soft rock? What? Do you go with hip hop? Soft rock. R and B. Maybe a bit of drum and bass?
0: um, I think, to be honest with you, I don't really know what would... I I think maybe we should leave it to the listeners. What
1: about, like, a cappella harmonising? How about you just
0: sing, Mark? don't know, that would be wonderful. Mm -hmm. No, no, and no again. Um, Today, guys, we're not talking about... Mark singing skills or jingles, we are talking about consistency, um, a word which probably majority of people don't want to listen to, yeah. because I guess being consistent with anything in your life is what reaps the most rewards, um, but can also be probably the most challenging thing to succeed with on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, I think generally, having worked with hundreds and thousands of clients over the years, we would say that can sometimes be the biggest crux for crux <laughs> yeah that's the word of the day crux
0: that's a horrible word. I don't know what it is it's like moist yeah. anyway, no let's move on from crux <laughs>
1: yeah um it can be the, the the biggest hurdle for for some people uh in general, so we kind of just want to break uh what we kind of think consistency is all about and also manage people's expectations when it comes to consistency in general
0: yeah i think it's important when it comes to things how many times do you think we're going to say consistency in this podcast 1000 we've times. probably already said it like 15 times but i think when it you know consistency in anything in your life um requires you i think number one to enjoy something mm. now that's not necessarily always the case when it's something like work or, you know, not you're not always consistently going to love your job or consistently yeah. love everything that comes with it. But it's that general nature of trying. And I think if you're yeah. conscious with trying to be consistent, you're already one step ahead from not really, I guess, switching to it at all. I think it's also really important to say that we are massive advocates for not being perfect and we're all about consistent trends rather than perfection
1: yeah like if you've got five self-care habits for example let's say you have five self-care habits that you can divide into individual tasks let's say steps is one general exercise is one and calories or proteins or macros or fit in any nutritional guidelines that you follow if those are like your individual self-care habits and you're able to be consistent with some maybe not perfect with others Mm. then you know that is still a win at the end of the day and being bogged down by consistently wanting to be perfect or or feeling the need that you have to be perfect um Mm. can also yeah impact your general uh, uh over i don't want to say the word consistency again because <laughs> i feel like we're all we're saying it's just the word consistency. let's say crux it.
0: instead um <sighs> i think yeah i mean i would like to actually just point out that i think that our industry has always run via sort of time lengths in a sense of mm. when you have a coach or maybe you sign up to a program or maybe you're using an app of some sort or mm. All of these things, they tend to give you sort of days in which you are you should be consistent for. And then, yeah. like, it's always that thing of, like, what happens after that? And so yeah. I guess, you know, we we obviously, in t- parts of our coaching, obviously, we do offer 12-week blocks of coaching, whatever. Um, yeah. And in a way, that's our way of saying to you, okay, we would like you to try, you know, and carve out 12 weeks of your time to really get you forward in your goals. Yeah. But I also think it has... You know, and so many people do this. I see it time and time again, especially via social media, mm. stuff like 28-day challenges. Ch- I
1: was going to say challenges. challenges yeah.
0: yeah. All of these things, which are wonderful things and tools to manipulate with to get you going. Mm. But I think it's always the aftermath where people go, well, what do I do after this? Like, okay, I've been consistent for X amount of weeks. Okay, what do I do after? And I think we are probably... It's it's kind of a hard thing with the it's consumer industry to not. Well,
1: it's it's not just the it's not just our industry. It's just life in general is very yeah. goal orientated. You know, when you go and sit down for a job, where are you gonna where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah, what are well, your goals? God knows. Everything is so, is everything. Well, once you finish school, what uni are you going to? What goals are you trying to achieve? So everything is so goal orientated mm. that. What happens once you've achieved your goal or uh, everything that's based around and outside of that goal, but it's like once people achieve a certain goal, then it's like, then what? I or... do think
0: like if we're talking, we, we like the word pinnacles. We've, we've said this in a few, we're talking the pinnacles of people in every set, in every mm. situation, not just in nutrition and training and all of that. Yeah. I think, you know, I don't think, as I've said before, the goal ever really ends, but again, it's that thing of, should you have to be, or, you know, consistent every single day with being, uh, taking everything off. And I think, you know, in terms of, from my feedback, like. I mean, having done and, you know, obviously dealt with many, many clients through journeys and also been through a journey myself, you, you know, you're not always going to be consistent. No. And there are going to be times. And I think mm. the biggest um, fuck up with consistency is when life throws you a shit shit. Yeah. Like, and, you know, it happens to the best of us. You know, you could have personal stresses going on. You could have work stress going on, children's stresses, you, you name it, it could be going on. And... And that's the biggest thing which will take somebody away from being like, oh, I can do this to being like, I can't do it. Mm. But I think that also comes down to enjoyment, like, and enjoying what you do. So then you feel like you always want to do it. And
1: your overall uh, perception and perspective on the way you view certain habits. So, you know, you could, for example, if you're going through a stressful period in your life, see physical exertion as an outlet a positive outlet for the way that you're currently feeling but that is down to the way you perceive thing and and the way you look at things or you could see it as a chore yeah and that oh i don't really want to do it and insert any excuse when in reality everybody knows that you know concluding and taking off certain self-care habits generally tend to make you feel better both mentally and physically
0: yeah i think we've all we all have our challenges and certain mm. things you know like for example i always say like the biggest thing for exercise for somebody like me in training is the fact that i gen <laughs> it it sounds it sounds a bit like deep but it, you know it's like releasing demons it's it's mm. like you know it's all those demons that you sit with that yeah you then go and release and like for you know I've struggled with massive mental health issues throughout the years with like managing you know large extents of anxiety and depression and if I didn't have training and I wasn't consistent with training I would have been Mm. in a really a really worse off state mentally and I think for me that's what okay I say right sometimes you know if we last episode we were talking about menstrual cycles you could probably tell in the episode that I wasn't really feeling much you know (laughs) like I wasn't feeling great I wasn't feeling you know 10 out of 10 and you know those are the times where I know that my mental health is going to be even more impacted because my Mm. hormones are changing but if I don't go to the gym and I don't exert that level of sort of energy Mm. or you know mental you know then I'm going to end up worse so that's why even though sometimes I don't feel like doing stuff Mm. I still do it because I know the same with like eating well yeah like i have to say like chocolate does make me feel good like Mm. when i eat it like it does it's that dopamine fix that we've always ranted on about but i know that if i fuel myself and probably vice versa with you mark Mm. with good food you're going to feel better and i think it's that thing being consistent with that of knowing that what you are doing is actually making you better and this is not just physically yeah i think this all comes down to Mentally and yeah. feeling yourself, so that you're giving yourself that best, the best chance to feel good, you know, about yourself, and that's on a number of things, you know, being consistent with sleep and.
1: And it's not always about changing what you're trying to do and ch- looking for better th- uh, ways of going about things. It's it's yeah. literally about being consistent to something and doing it well enough so that. You know, maybe if it doesn't work for you, then once you've done it consistently enough over time and you know, okay, maybe it's not for me, then you can afford yourself. Yeah, you know, I think it's so many to times. The change uh, what you're doing, but you need to consistently try and plug away. You know, the grass is not always going to be greener on the other side. And upon self-reflection, if you haven't been that adherent and consistent to certain things, you know, you need to make sure that you give yourself the best uh, available chance to see benefits from. Yeah. And this is
0: a good thing to say is because, you know, with anything, when it comes to, you know, being consistent in self-care habits, like you're not always going to see like huge progress. Like, and I think a lot of people search, as we said, progress physically Mm. and, 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 and we'll go again at how many times I've probably said this in episodes that, you know, your diet and your training and your sleep and everything like that is not something you implement into your life. It is something that is a way of life. It's something that you should see as literally your life on a day to day basis. And Mm. I think if you constantly seek for a physical result, you're Mm. going to be disappointed. Um, And so what Mark said just, you know, a second ago, you know, wanting to chop and change because you think something might not work or you don't feel like you enjoy is is actually you're going to be worse off because... Mm. To put it in context if you can't be consistent with something and then this is not the perfect this is not you know 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. If you can't be consistent with something then going and changing it your expectation on yourself is is quite huge to be then consistent with that mm-hmm. and it ends up in this sort of hamster wheel cycle of like not being able to actually be consistent with anything mm-hmm. and then you just give up and yeah. that's not where you should be at and what you want to be aiming for.
1: Yeah, or you think for whatever reason that it's not working because there's something wrong with you. It could be, yeah, you know, your hormones, it could be your metabolism because there's a lot of people say, oh, my metabolism's broken, for example. We get that quite a bit. You know, you start to think that you are the problem when that's not the case. Like, you're not broken. Everything is fine generally. Um, and it's just focusing internal narratives and energy into positive self-care habits that you can stick to consistently and that you actually enjoy. Yeah. And there's no one-size-fits-all. I know we harp on about strength training and resistance training. And the only reason why we do that is because of the benefits that we do see from that modality over other types of exercise. Yeah, I
0: think that also, though, but there's a difference there because I would argue the fact that, you know, maybe not strength training and doing something potentially cardiovascular, like maybe you like to run or you're like a marathon runner, maybe you like to do triathlons, you could be a psych, you like to cycle. I think we all have our vices that make us happy and consistent. Obviously, strength training does have huge amounts of benefit physically. I'm not
1: saying for those people that are or enjoy other forms of exercise, strength train, adding a little bit of strength training, like a little bit of seasoning, you know, is always going to complement anything that you do. Yeah, but I always say that with consistency,
0: if you take on too much, you won't be consistent with it. And I think like, Like whenever you know, whenever I've dealt with clients on, you know, a one to one basis, I've I've always said to them that like what's really important is you just try and implement one of these things first. And you know, if let's say an example you have um a lot of weight to lose, this could be, you know, this is a very common um practice that we obviously do with clients, you have a lot of weight to lose and of course, to be perfect, you know, let's do ten thousand steps per day or yeah. more. You know, let's eat a really nutritious diet and cut mm-hmm. out all the foods I like. Let's do all of this. I'm going to go to the gym six times yeah. a week. None and the of expectations that. Expectations
1: are too high. Yeah. It's
0: not you. You can't physically be. You might be able to do that for a few weeks, but mm. when you go into a journey like this, it, it's really important that you just say, right, I'm going to to try one thing for a couple of weeks consistently to be adherent Mm. to it. And then you bring in other factors where you can Mm. go, okay, I've now got comfortable with that and the way that I've implemented into a routine, I can now think about this. You know, we say this all the time. If you're, let's say, average number, a 40-year-old, you know, and you are potentially have never addressed anything in your life health-wise or you've never really thought about your health in sort of a considerate way, You need to understand that you have spent 40 years of your life in that mindset. Mm -hmm. And if you go and take yourself onto a large regime of overhaul, you're going to be probably like, I can't really do this for a long period of time. It's too much for me to think about. And also the biggest thing we get is why is it taking so long? And that's one of the things where people struggle with consistency, it's taking too long. Mm -hmm. So I can't be consistent for longer than this, because I don't believe that it's I'm actually going to get to where I want to be. But, you know, you have to sit there and go, well, I'm 40 years old. And this is just an example, midway, you know, sort of midlife sort of where you have, as I've just said, forty years living a life and a mindset that mm-hmm. you have got to in that position. If you think that you're going to be able to unravel and build habits which will sustain you for the next forty years in the space of eight weeks, yeah. you probably need to reassess.
1: Yeah, and that's the and that's our, the industry's fault for for marketing, marketing and packaging things like twelve week transformations and and i know it's hypocritical because the, to a certain degree that's what we do do but it's that short length of time uh frame you know promising yeah. people the entire world um when in reality it's not going to take you 12 weeks it's going to take you yeah like i'll give an example months, we get questions
0: like oh um how, how do you build large glutes that's the one we get yeah. really prominently and this yeah. is very random in the sub but with building glutes it is not 12 weeks and your glutes are going to be magnificent yeah. as we've always said genetics and all that rest of it comes into play but you'll need to work at it consistently for probably years and unfortunately that's what not what people want to hear so mm-hmm. instead the marketing you see is you can do this in eight to 12 weeks yeah. when yes you can make substantial change in that time but yeah. it's not going to be that you know, ultimate in your head you, ever
1: yeah but the, the thing is like if the stars align for those 12 weeks and you haven't got any you know life stresses or you know things happening and you're able to turn up amount of times per week and you progressively overload and you manage to hit all your targets then yes the amount of progress you can make in in a very short period of time is is really really good but the reality is having dealt with tons of clients the, the chances of you getting 12 to 16 weeks of absolute plain sailing where nothing impacts your life whatsoever and you haven't got any work uh, commitments or there's a public holiday or you're traveling you know yeah, it's, just, it's, it's it's unrealistic it
0: is unrealistic and i think you know there are very very few people that can genuinely dedicate yeah. huge amounts of time to exercise nutrition. and normally those people are qualified in some way or another mm. or have sporting disciplines in which they need to obviously yeah. ad- address just and very
1: different lifestyles to you know a, a mum with two kids that's having to do the school run and take their kids to ballet practice afterwards ballet yeah swimming
0: ballet you know, or it, not, like after school activities or not they're in a human
1: taxi and then you've got a, a job you know, and you've got a 22 year old uh, yeah you know, hit trainer from with their parents financially supporting them whilst they live in the gym all day yeah is very different
0: yeah, like two polar opposite situations and the average person and general population will be a working yeah. individual where work has its its needs wants, And unfortunately, you know, as we all realise, work is a, is a large part of mm-hmm. your life. And I think if you can't sort of, you just need to understand that your life won't ever run completely forward in a straight line and where you can always fall back on things that you enjoy and feel the best doing, then obviously, you know, self-care habits and finding that thing that you enjoy is super, super important. But, you know, I think expecting to, you know, it's one of these things where people are always confused as to what to do next. Mm. And as we just brought up, you know, it's not really what you do next. It's more like just find something that you can just do mm. on a daily basis, or not even on a daily basis. Could yeah. be two times a week, three times a week, whatever it is. You know, nutrition should be obviously in our yeah. eyes pretty much every day because that's what fuels your brain. Yeah. And if you don't give yourself good food, you're not going to be able to process anything properly, really. Yeah, both um,
1: mentally and physically. You need to set yourself up nutritionally. You know, just eating balanced meals, not restricting uh, food too much in the sense of like demonizing food groups. And yeah, trying to I think sure also you... let's talk
0: about tracking maybe because, you know, we are massive advocates for tracking calories, yeah. but
1: we a, don't. In the sense that it's a means to an end. Once people achieve their goals and they have lost weight and they've gotten to a point where they're both happy physically and mentally, then calorie tracking, no, no longer. But I do think calorie
0: tracking should even really always be seen as weight loss. I think calorie sure. tracking is a tool and an educational yeah, thing uh, yeah, where a lot of people, unfortunately, with the education that we, we don't have mm. access to from mm. the school systems going forward into like later life, you know it's one of these things where we should really know, like, what foods are made up of and how, you know, you really do manage your weight. Now, we are obviously worldwide, but also UK especially, in like an obesity, pan, you know, pandemic, where, you know, there is huge lack of, of education. And it's obvious that, you know, that that is lacking and that if you can give yourself the best chance of just learning a little bit more, because... Mm you know, there are many people in the world that will not learn anything else in the rest of their life. They will just get on with things and just go day in, day out. But I do think it's important to empower yourself with knowledge of what you are putting in your body. And even if that is going for dinner and going out for dinner, just knowing, you know, Mm. I don't necessarily think it's necessarily the calorie number. I think, yes, of course, that's, it's a great way of you know managing intake your numbers but actually just knowing the macronutrient profile of your food that you are consuming yeah. every day is is really valuable knowledge and if you are if you've got children and you know all of this these are things you can then effectively educate your children on as well yeah. and and it's not definitely a no way am i saying your child needs to track that's an absolute no what i'm trying to say is that if you have the knowledge yeah because um, they'll and, pick up yeah from,
1: from what you're doing they'll they a lot of it um is just repetition so um whatever your and however you're conducting yourself around those those situations and those environments is going to be you know, filtered down to the younger generation. And like Georgia says, it's not encouraging children to track calories and stuff like that. That, that that's absolutely absurd. That, please that please is, Yeah, yeah. that would be weird and obsessive. Yeah. But yeah, it's you know sitting down and encouraging, um you know, the very, uh, like, quite a generic way of doing it is looking at your plate and then dividing the plate up into different, you know, You could make it quite, like, visually appealing for children as well.
0: Um, but- now, I know this is also a lot of effort and, and, I, and I can appreciate with the, the time of life currently, as a little of a side note, is really, really challenging for a lot of people currently. Yeah. And so, you know, going and putting a fancy chopped up fucking yeah, sh- sh- like on a, a side plate, yeah, yeah, rainbow yeah. sand, and this is what a cabbage is, is absolutely ridiculous. And if you don't have the time and, you know, and, and the need to do that, please don't feel like you need to. You know, we have got... Mm. Bigger things going on, right? But, you know, it it is a way. And going back to tracking as such, you know, tracking could be on nutrition, it could be on tracking your steps. But, like, if we were to talk about our situations, like as coaches, we, like, I have an Apple Watch, Mark's got an Aura Ring, which is effectively like a tracking ring. Mm. You know, we're both used to having tracking devices as such, Mm. but we're not wearing them on a day to day basis currently because we, have learned over the years
1: yeah, how the active patterns, we so.
0: are do you know what yeah. i mean and and this is a thing is you don't necessarily always need to see that apple watch tick over at ten thousand yeah. steps and think okay well that's my consistency done that's fantastic if you are reaching that every day and you yeah. can but actually it's about doing that for a period of time to then understand that you don't need to have numbers ticking over you the whole bloody time because no. that is quite stressful And it can put you off sort of nutrition and exercise and training when you're constantly chasing a number of some sort. So, you know, being consistent doesn't always come down to ticking off numbers, you know, it comes down for you being just consciously aware of the fact. Mindful. But as we've said before, mindfulness does come from prior education. And if you're not willing to give yourself that education to learn,
1: Especially when you're starting out, because there's that very famous saying, what is, managed, uh, what is monitored can be, can, can be managed. So if you understand and start to get an understanding on certain things like your metabolic rate with regards to how many calories you're intaking, how many calories your body is expending uh, from your day-to-day movement and exercise. And these are just interesting things to know about yourself, much like, oh, my blood type is X. Yeah, everybody's you know? so desperate to it's know if they're like an endomorph
0: X. You know what I mean? Like, it's know? like at the end of the day realistically it absolutely it has absolutely fuck all to do with your day-to-day life being an endo i'm talking about being yeah, like class, classing yourself under little bit of brackets or i could prime one with body shape do you remember when yeah, everyone was not, referred to no, as fruits do you know right i mean is, like absolutely but, absurd but just
1: knowing how many calories your body roughly burns is just quite an interesting fact to know about yourself so Getting to understand something that impacts you both mentally and physically is not necessarily a bad thing.
0: No, ab- no, I'm, I'm just saying that like there are types where people focus very much on the things that they don't need to focus on yes, with like
1: heavily, like so like George said, so what I referred to as soma type, so endomorph, mesomorph, ectomorph. We
0: get asked that a lot and I and it do. pisses me or off. Or by because, men
1: because of that guy, V Shreds, who basically says No You're a such and V such, Shreds so has got a marketing
0: need... campaign probably worth about half a million fucking yeah, quid, because he's literally that. on it the whole bloody time. No, I
1: appreciate that, but he's t- <laughs> Telling people that there are a certain body type, so they need a certain nutrition plan and a certain I training program. think he's program. Easy, the only one. Cough, cough. Let me provide that to you for twelve ninety nine. Because mm, without hitting a, your endomorphic blah blah blah, you haven't got a chance. When in reality, the answer is. Same. you know it's uh, all the same answer that's that's the one thing like having dealt with so many bodybuilding coaches over the years i've hired some of the best bodybuilding coaches known to man and when you take all of when you take all of the programs from the gurus and you look at them take a step back you realize that the answer is exactly the same yeah, the, the calorie, the calorie <laughs> amounts are exactly the same. Yes, there's some nuance to some individuals that, because of their nature versus nurture, interpret the answers differently. But the answer's all the same. A squat's a squat. Uh, you know, a bench press is a bench press. It's, your calorie intake is it your it calorie is intake. Literally. But all what the does same. it come
0: down to, Mark? Consistency. Applying yourself. Applying that's yourself. It Application. Is, is it, it,
1: it comes down to. The people that are ridiculously in shape are people that are consistent over anything else. And that is... Oh,
0: I'd actually... I would 100% actually disagree with you on that. Okay. I'm not going to... We're not obviously... I know people and you know people who are genetically... A very low body fat percentage yes. now don't get me wrong okay. there's a lot of things that come into genetics and somebody moving more or being more active mm-hmm. i've literally got people in my head which they I'm not gonna okay, but that. wouldn't
1: you say that at that given period in time they were consistent to at least one self-care habit on a regular basis more i don't know the because there's
0: some people i've known who literally aren't consistent with anything but they still look like they're like I hate the word "in shape." They look
1: in shape, or they are in shape.
0: Well, they are in shape, but they don't do anything. (laughs) I (laughs) actually know so many people, like a lot of my friends, like literally Uh... do absolutely fuck all, but they look like they're fine. Like in the in the brackets of what our minds. I don't know psychology-wise of like looking at people of like shapes and like what in shape you know mm, really is the
1: perception of what in sh- in shape is. For the in fact, I'm going to
0: bring this up now, and it's got nothing to do with consistency, but I feel like it's kind of it's relative to what we're talking about. Okay. Um, I we've we have mentioned this on a previous podcast. Mm-hmm. I've got a real big issue currently mm. with the fact. <laughs> this is my issue of the day. Yeah, is the fact that you have to look a certain way to be knowledgeable in something and it fucks me off and I'll tell you prime examples Mm. when people we were having we had this debate the other day between Mm -hmm. me and you about Mm -hmm. whether or not you know if a PT wasn't ripped to shreds or muscly or Mm. didn't look like they trained whether or not an individual would be happy to be trained by them and and i uh, no matter of their knowledge so if you Mm. saw two people on the gym floor one was ripped to shred no idea no
1: context whatsoever
0: one's ripped to shreds the other one is is still looks like they might not look so they exercise not a dad bod, Mark. Like, you, bod. why a dad bod? Do you know? It's just the way I'm not even talking that... about a man, it could be a woman. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, somebody that maybe has a little bit more body fat on them. Yeah but still exercises and still yeah. lives a re- reasonably healthy lifestyle, okay? Yeah. Which one is somebody more likely to pick based off of no context? They are yeah. going to go directly to yeah, the one to that's a got a six-pack sports bra, tiny shorts or topless mm. vest, you know, tie dick trousers, pants dick pants, back to the leggings, you know, because they think that if that individual is in that kind of shape, that yeah. they know exactly how that y- they can help you going forward. It yes. is complete Bullshit. yeah most of the time it's actually the opposite yeah,
1: sometimes it's just genetics and sometimes it's just people really like exercising like lot. i've
0: said this time and time again if you go to a doctor <laughs> you like, don't go to why what they look like they go s- by what they know and how yeah, they can help you
1: you know some people that are in shape for example have really not poor palates, ta- um, poor palettes, but just don't they're different. Mind eat yeah, there's just different, and they don't mind eating unpalatable food. For example, we've uh, got a very good friend of ours who would quite happily eat scrambled eggs and rice, no sauce, just scrambled <laughs> straight scrambled eggs out the pan. You know, I got straight an- rice and think this is. 10 hour turn yeah Yeah, and those
0: are the people that are selling you those fucking protein bars that taste like shit and they actually you're like oh my god am i the only one that doesn't think this tastes nice like
1: you know what i mean and it's like
0: like, oh i can't wait for my sweet treat of literally like fucking jelly that's sugar-free and just miserable in a bowl i I saw on instagram
1: (laughs) an individual that was uh, you know treating Treating himself and got a diet energy drink. And then you I was like, right, I've it. had enough. I've had enough I've of this. I've had enough
0: for today. I'll just, I've had enough of my 12 Twixes. I've no. just munched on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's the same. Like, you know, I've, in fact, there was actually a prime example of it's like nutritionists um you go to a nutritionist or a dietitian because you need their knowledge on how they can potentially help you with yeah, your nutrition and your diet. Exactly. Does it have anything to do with what they look like? No, and it shouldn't no. do. I appreciate if you're sat there, because I've been like this, morbidly fucking obese and you're preaching a health conscious thing, then yeah. people might look at this and go, well, you're not really the image of health. Yeah, you to don't a batter
1: an eyelid when you go to the doctor, and the doctor looks a certain way. Do you oh, think, I'll give
0: you a prime example. Sorry,
1: you've got a you've got an infection. You need some amoxicillin, and then you're going to be like, actually, mate, your body fat's over forty percent. So I'm not going to listen Isn't to you. He,
0: yeah. I sat like back in the day. This is a very very long time ago. I used to smoke. Like me and smoking were my like best friends due to probably my mental health and. Mm. Addictive need to yeah, move the whole time. The Don't say love a fag. That sounds uh, no, a bit no, weird. I mean, so um, yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> We're blocked. Like I could. And I was. And I was very, very overweight at the time. This was before anything, you know. And I went to the doctors, and I was sat in the doctor's room. Well, so obviously they tell like, you need to get on the scale, and you know, I had like a chest infection of some degree. And the guy said to me, it was a male doctor, and he said. Um, He said, do you smoke? And I said, yeah. And obviously you always lie as to how much you have smoked. They're like, how many a day? You're like two. And actually it's like 20. And, you know, you've just two boxes. (laughs) Yeah. And he said, right, get on the scale because we need to do assessment. Obviously more below B's, BMI, you know, off the Richter scale of like everything. And he was like, you need to stop smoking and lose weight. In the corner of my eye, the guy had a packet of fucking cigarettes and a lighter in the corner of his desk. He was massively overweight. Mm -hmm. And I just thought... You know what, actually, that's really contradictory yeah. because I get it. You shouldn't really be telling somebody to stop smoking when you're avidly, literally got a packet of cigarettes on the side. Yeah. But I still don't think that me going to that doctor, he gave me probably mm. antibiotics, for my chest infection. And I left and was like, cool, whatever.
1: Exactly.
0: But it's the same with... When you go into a specialist, you should not be going to a specialist based off what they look like. You should be going off of what they know. And I think, Time and time again in our bloody industry, it's like I'm going to go straight to the one that is ripped to shreds, yeah. and I'm not even going to consider somebody who mm-hmm. still consistently probably yeah. doesn't, is not riddled with body dysmorphia, is not, has got their shit together. Yeah. Because most of the time. And it's
1: probably not narcissistic in the sense yeah, that I know most, I, I hate to, to generalize. But, you know, people that have their tops off consistently on social media, look at my abs, look at this, look at that, Non 24-7 it's a bit narcissistic
0: well also that like I just feel like if your top is off 24-7 you really don't have much else to say like that's yeah, I just feel right. like that's the way of being like look at my nipples I've got them do you know what I mean yeah. it's like I've got the V like as all of the girls the call v. it the willy, the willy line the willy line the willy line you know I've got the willy line look at the willy line whilst I just speak to you about absolute shit like yeah. endo why do we
1: always have to do, like as men in the fitness industry why do we always have to do every demonstration with our shirt at all?
0: yeah that's questionable like if I want to see an ad rollout, I'd like to see it with your fucking top uh, on. Do really you know what I mean? I don't or... want to see your fucking concave lower like, back do right, that. <laughs> let's
1: do some. Let's film content. Take your kit off.
0: But it's the same with girls. Like, I've always filmed content because we've always been very respectful. We have a number of different clients from different religions, cultures around the world. And I'm very conscious of the fact that mm. if all of our videos are me, because... If you have coached with us or you've ever, you know, been part of the Arrow Club, you'll be aware that Mark does voiceover, Mm -hmm. (laughs) voiceover Mark, and I exercise, and I demonstrate.
1: I'm basically the David Attenborough for exercise.
0: Yeah, well, I wouldn't really say that you're that talented as David Attenborough. My
1: voice is... Not as enjoyable. Equally as soothing.
0: (laughs) As soothing as David Attenborough. I mean, anyway, so... And you'll notice, and you will have seen, that I'm always fully clothed. And whether or not I want to show you if I'm in fucking shape, Mm. it is not respectful, Mm. and you don't need to exercise naked. You can still show things very clearly, fully clothed. And unfortunately...
1: Also, people would just start to take the, the industry a little bit more seriously. Well, I don't know.
0: I still think this is just like people are so visually stimulated by other people's bodies, so visually stimulated by it. Like, you know, we don't really do workout content on social media like we do a lot of like, obviously, if you follow us, you'll know all pretty much all infographics. Mm. And yeah, it's probably not as visually stimulating as seeing somebody half-naked. And yeah. in the sense of the social platforms, maybe it's not ticking all the boxes that the I AI wants. I don't even want.
1: own any vests. Mark, get, don't even uh,
0: start. You used to own vests. I used to own vests. And why do you not own a vest now?
1: I just turned 30 and I just thought maybe it's time to just put You're, some sleeves on. Can I
0: just part on. out? You're, you didn't just turn 30. Not you've been thirties <laughs> for a while. <laughs> like actually, Mark thinks it is 30. That was quite a few yeah, years I mean, ago. Yeah,
1: <laughs> vests are you know
0: I don't know like I was in the gym the other day and I saw two guys that we actually haven't seen in the gym but they clearly were just like there for like the once or session Mm. he might as well not been wearing a vest like if your vest doesn't even cover your nipples why are you even wearing it the
1: nips out the nips out like Mm. it's an interesting look
0: my personal opinion of being naked in the gym, when we used to not being naked, like undressed to a certain mm. degree, when we had our own studio, I knew it was highly fucking sanitised. I knew exactly the spray and the this and that yeah. that had been placed on the bench, touched. I knew exactly the yeah. cleanliness. It it's also
1: a private environment. Yeah, a
0: private environment. And I would train, obviously, we were living in Cape Town, so it was fucking boiling half the time. And I would train in leggings and a sports bra. Yeah. I will not because I have seen people with my own two eyes pick up like gross infections from gyms in gym yeah. environments of touching skin mm-hmm. on. Oh my God, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. There was one girl I know who literally, I mean, it was the biggest scab I've ever seen on her stomach from literally placing her her weight mm-hmm. against a bench in the gym. And she picked up like an infection
1: bacterial infections that will literally turn into flesh eating viruses oh
0: my god this is so deep mark like i don't think you're going to get a flesh like if you remember um
1: i had a boxing coach who went down to one of the virgin actives in south africa and did use a towel and rubbed himself all up and down the um uh, equipment why was he
0: rubbing himself
1: well because he was just like doing a bench press and lying on the thing and probably like putting his face on things and he ended up getting a bacterial infection to the point where you know it was
0: yeah it's gross it honestly gross. and i think because i'm a bit ocd on things like cleanliness yeah. and stuff that I think I'm Keith, probably hiding. Uh, when Georgia
1: used to obviously train in the privacy of a gym, uh, our next door neighbour used to conveniently water the, uh, <laughs> water the, We've th- brought the up Keith the neighbour. I can Keith. actually
0: slate Keith so much yeah. in this podcast because I absolutely know he's yeah. not listening to it and has With no idea. With off,
1: having slept for, for, for about four days, it's like watering the imaginary, uh, the
0: imaginary plans. The imaginary
1: part, watching Georgia exercise.
0: God, it was weird when you clock somebody watching you and you're actually, we were in a very private environment and I was like how is this guy like over the fucking fence like I was like does he watch you as well and I was like maybe I shouldn't be training in this area Um, but anyway I mean going off of like being consistent if we go all the way back to before I just spare time people you know it is this thing where like consistency is different on every individual Mm. and there are people who don't really have to be that consistent and yeah. are genetically gifted. Now, these people are few and far between. I'm not saying that everybody that is in shape doesn't try. There are mm. fucking people that, that put huge amounts oh, of yeah. effort, there in. Are some like that are dedication, dedication. So, yeah,
1: so consistent. It is Deserve nothing medals daily. but you know exemplary you know yeah I, I look at some people that are just so militant in, in <laughs> yeah. their consistency and I'm like
0: fuck I just want off. a tea
1: cake <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I appreciate people that are very consistent and yeah, I and I, but I do, do think again,
0: like um... you know, it could be anything. Like a lot of people are very, very consistent with their jobs or work and progress yeah. very, you know, in th- And it's the same kind of mm. thing. Not everybody's going to do that, but I th- consistently, as we said, is a, is is a different image on everybody. Yeah. You know, consistency could be that you tick all the boxes, but it's just not one hundred and fifty percent all the time. Like it's not that you're one hundred percent militant with your calories or you're militant with your sleep regime, mm. but you're consistently. Conscious mm. that you are being,
1: yeah.
0: I guess, advocates to your own well being. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, that you are never going to be perfect. No. And unless you are that rare. Source of human, which as we've just brought up, who can be and does have the lifestyle to be or the personality, you know, mm. behavior traits mm. of somebody that can be like that, then great, like good for you. But they are few and far between. Mm. I I've rarely ever worked with somebody that is a hundred and fifty percent consistent for long term. Um, no, not
1: in, just like general population. Um, yeah, no. but even, I mean, it's even not even with as normal. The, the professional athletes that we've dealt with. It's that is everybody's hardest um, hurdle is to just be consistent. And like Georgia said, the uh, breaking down into smaller segments of uh, consistency, for example, towards certain things does make it that much easier to yeah adhere to certain self-care habits like
0: go back to being the 40 year old that's lived their life in a 40 years in the x environment Mm. you know if it means that for six months of your life so you're 40 and six months you know what i mean that you're only really just focusing on what you're in taking a day potentially you've not even considered movement you haven't even thought about you know any of that but for Mm. six months you are adherent and consistent to your targets that is so much better off mm. than not trying to do anything at all yeah, or by trying to take all of it and then, you know, it do falls it for off four the rails. Weeks and yeah. Then
1: realize, and then think that you can't do it. Because what is
0: or... six months in the grand scheme of things? No. If you spent 40 years or 20 years or 30 years in no. these patterns and routines, six months is absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, so if you
1: had to look at it like a rushing fraction, it, it's, it's it's the smallest of my minutest percentages um when you compare a small percentage of eight weeks or like georgia said six months to decades
0: yeah like you just it's the same with when you get you might be injured or things need to be adapted Mm, mm, like the grand scheme of things you can get back a hundred percent to a hundred percent but it's also going to take time you know and if you as we've said with joint mobility, for example, if you've spent many, many years in certain postures, don't think it's going to happen yeah. and your posture and your pain will go away within no. literally four weeks, eight weeks. It won't. It, it's consistency that come, you know, of consistently doing it. Yeah. How many times have we said consistent? Um, to, that gets you to that end exactly. goal or, the, or to further along in your goals yeah. in and, general. And
1: something has to be done though. Like there has to be... St- something actioned on a consistent basis (laughs) for you to actually see some return. So you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to hit everything on the head, but you do have to do something.
0: I think if you, yeah, I mean like for the, unfortunately, like if you spoke to, I guess my grandparents age and, you know, the much elder generation. Mm. Mm. So we're saying maybe 80, 90 years old, Mm. you know, they've they have they've only ever really known things as being quite limited as such. So like when it came to nutrition and mm. all of these things, you know, they went through world wars where there was rations and there was this and implemented and they were taught in a way, yeah. not that... You should ration yourself so much, but you know, that this was the amount you could have, and this is what's going to fuel you. Yeah. And you are going to walk to the shop, or you are going to go there, and you are going to be very yeah, active. And yeah. so, of that age range, only till very much later on in their life, so I'm saying probably when they're around 70, mm. did they see that any of their friends or family or whatever were overweight? Because now we have this thing where, you know, We're not, we have everything literally in the palm of our hands and it it is really counterproductive and it's not taught us, but it's shown us that like we have to be slightly adherent to our nutrition on a daily basis, because otherwise we are going to end up overweight. We are going to, if we're not active, we're going to end up immobile. Like
1: society is changing so much quicker than our our evolution uh, as a human uh, being. And because many, like Georgia said, different generations, if you were hungry... You were putting your coats on, putting your shoes on, going down to the shops. That's even if they you know, had the ability to. Even if you could to. be asked, you know what I mean? You'd be like, no, I will just wait until next week. And was we the, the shop even
0: down the road? Or was the exactly. shop fucking miles away, now you know? we've
1: got everything, highly palatable foods, thousands and thousands of calories that you can order without oh, having to, seconds. Ex, you know, expend one calorie to get up and get the food. So... Your expenditure to consumption rate has dr- dramatically increased as as So yeah, that's why you should play. be
0: aware of what you're doing every sorry. day. And and sorry to say this, yeah. but you need to be. And as we said, it's not 100% perfect. There's going to be days where you.
1: we also a generation o- of uh, our, the younger generation are also to suit. I know this might be a general statement, and I'm happy to be told i'm wrong but the general but like most people yeah the younger generation to for uh struggle to cook less and less people mm. know how to cook and i've dealt with meals. many clients that literally so don't know how you're to then cook. having to rely on takeaways and the, the uber eats are all going and eating at a restaurant and all people are, are under the assumption that just eating restaurant food and restaurant-based food is not going to be incredibly calorie dense because the reality is when you go to a restaurant you go in there to to eat for flavour. Yeah. You're not going there to eat a calorie controlled meal where instead of cooking your steak in you know in a skillet or whatever. It's <laughs> Do in you even half know what a, a skillet is? Oh, of course <laughs> I know what a skillet is. Half a stick of butter you know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not demonising food. Let's just, you know, you know what I'm trying to get at is that your 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 meal has gone from 400 calories to now 900 calories. If because, not more. <laughs> if not more. So you know, sometimes scientific studies, uh, when they've done the uh, macro composition, calorie composition of food, uh, restaurant foods to uh, home cooked meals, you're looking at a difference between 50 to 250 percent increase in calories.
0: Yeah. And like, you know, and if you don't know how to, you know, going back to being, you know, consistent and aware of what you potentially do on a day to day basis, like, as we said, not every day, you're going to be aware, but on general, that general basis of being aware with it, Mm. you know, why we need to give a fuck about what we eat is because like, and also why we need to give a fuck about educating ourselves on these things is so that you are better off. It means that you can have all of this, but you need to understand what's in it and how and if you, you don't know, know how to know cook
1: boundaries are. so you know what foods you can enjoy what foods you should you should likely prioritize like when you go to a meal you should be like hey i should always consider having some form of protein whether it's plant-based or it's animal-based i should this should probably be the most important thing in in my meal followed by, and then... Yeah, but the like, bags.
0: say you go to like an Asian restaurant, you're not going to be picking out the pieces of fucking meat or things no, from the you curry, not. you know what I mean? you know, you... But, but again, you make wiser choices to say like, okay, maybe today I still want to have the curry, but I'm going to make sure that I don't necessarily have all the sauces and all the sides but i'm still going to enjoy the curry in the sense of have some of it but not all of it and i think you know as we said like that is consistency because that's you being adherent to understanding that you can have things but it's my it's got to be relevant to to you and to what your body needs and wants and
1: and you can enjoy social um outings and you just so much to, better though you just need to make s- minor adjustments so like if you're going to go drinking and you want to still be consistent and adhere to the overall sk- uh, scheme of things then you can make wiser alcohol-based choices using diet sodas using white or brown spirits things that can save you a few calories here and there and that you can still Yeah,
0: but like we shouldn't ever feel like when we're talking about this, like sometimes you know, you can get into that thing of, oh God, are you telling me I can't have something? Or should it? But I think it's one of these things where, uh, you know, in general, like as we said, as we have got into a more convenient style of of eating and the fact that everything is instantaneous, unfortunately, worldwide, we are now in the situation we really need to give a fuck. And if we don't give a fuck, unfortunately, you're not going to be healthy for, uh, you know, long periods of your life. You're probably going to be unwell at some point later on in your life or you might pick up things which are mm. you know and 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 if you can take control of that and be consistent with what you how you view food and how you intake food yeah. then you're going to be far better off yeah. in the long term and it's the same with exercise you know we're not saying like i know mark is an advocate for strength training so am i with all the benefits you know for later life and whatnot but, you know, just the same as going for a brisk walk, be conscious of the fact that you actually need to move every day. And I'll, I want to sort of wrap up the podcast now, but I had a client once who said to me that she has never, ever had a takeaway delivered to her home. Okay. If she wants a takeaway, she has to walk to the restaurant. And I thought, OK, might be a little bit extra, yeah. but it kind of makes sense because... Yeah. I don't think food should be seen as a reward in any sense. I think food should be seen as fuel and exercise should not be seen as punishment. But I think it's that thing of, okay, I am wanting to eat something, but I'm not going to get it to come to me. You know what I mean? I'm going to go and get it. Mm. I really want it. So at least you are going to go and have some daily activity and be conscious of the fact that Mm. like you're making those choices. Mm. Um, But yeah, in general, how would you like to end consistency, Mark? Um, Be
1: consistent. The main thing (laughs) is not, not just focusing on the positive uh the physical benefits it's the consistency that's really going to help with your mental health it's the consistency that's going to help you in later years when you are a senior you know yeah. what it's uh, like the way and also I your see children it, and you know, all of this the way, like the way i see it is like investing if you what you do now is going to pay dividends later on in life so being consistent as boring as it seems uh is going to pay off huge dividends later on in life when you're able to sustain a good quality of life into and the... you
0: should see yourself like as we said yeah. on menstrual cycles about menopause and understanding preparing for you know future yeah. you need to do that and this is not us going say, for a pension and you know at the moment we can't even see a month ahead with the worldwide <laughs> yeah. shit but it's that thing of just Be aware that your implications will carry on with you throughout your whole life if you don't Mm -hmm. address them. So if you just take an active, conscious decision to be more consistent, things that help you.
1: Yeah, and that you enjoy.
0: And that you enjoy, you'll be far better off. Now, I know, I know, obviously, alcohol is really enjoying and all of that things, but I'm talking in the sense of health and wellness. Um, So, yeah, that's our little podcast today based on Mm -hmm. consistency. We just want to thank you all for listening to all the episodes so far. We're really glad that you're enjoying it all. Um, maybe we will have a jingle. Maybe not in episode yeah, ten.
1: it's it's in the pipeline.
0: Yeah, it's in the pipeline. It's at this rate, it's going to be BBC News jing- jingle, yeah, no, no. like <laughs> literally trauma. Like um, <laughs> how you used
1: to uh, rev- uh, record your. Uh... Uh, record your whatever, what is that? Your
0: what do you mean now? Your Marks just voice
1: just, note, not a voice note, your ringtone, not a ringtone, your voicemail. Your Back voice note, yeah. Up. Hello, we this is Georgia here. If you could just please leave, your... yeah, did you have a song? Th- yeah, I used to play us I used to put the phone next to the to the start to the okay. I don't put... know if
0: this is a Zimbabwean thing, but I've never no, played a song on pre- a voice
1: The c- CDs when you're at the. Mine you're was listening snow. To MTV, and then you have to press play and record at the same time. And then you play a song and then a. Put on a voicemail. Yeah, so you can. Have so a... you
0: just leave somebody a so music voicemail.
1: And you're like, hey, couldn't get to the phone. Oh my gosh.
0: I don't think we definitely wouldn't have been together if we were younger. I don't think that's bizarre, Mark. It
1: was. If you have ever
0: played music down a voicemail? In 2000s. What are you, a salesman? Do you know what I mean? Like on hold.
1: You see a little JLo, J Rule.
0: It should be, hello, this is Georgia. I'm sorry I can't get to the no, phone. Please have a little your... intro
1: song, a little intro, and then you fade it out, and then you're like, hey. You well, it's funny cool, that,
0: because you can't yeah. manage GarageBand as well as that currently. So we'll yeah, end the podcast bye. now and hope that Mark can edit it and save it. <laughs> <laughs> we will see to you soon, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. bye.